Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have Fleshgate. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you just tuning in, creepypastas are short internet stories that get copied and pasted across the internet, whether it be on uh, forums, Reddit No Sleep, Wikipedia uh, sites, uh, 4chan uh, threads. Uh, go Google it. Uh, and yeah, we're doing Fleshgate tonight. And I'm not going to lie, I chose this one initially because of the name. Because it was, like, I was like, this has got to be either a good pasta or a silly pasta <laughs> with that name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out about halfway through what exactly the genre of creepypasta I was, write, I was reading. Um, it's by um, Imperial Invective um, on creepypasta.wiki. And uh, it's been read by several people on on YouTube, such as Creepy Ghost Stories. Um, and yeah, the Imperial, Inve- Imperial Invective. Uh, I'll, it's not spelled that way, but I'll leave a I'll leave it in the description below. Uh, he's written a lot, apparently, according to his uh, uh, his Wikipedia account. Hmm. <laughs> like I just went to, like I went on it's like oh what is it? And it's just a list. Cool. Like. <laughs> It's one of the, it's it's one of those people that just keep that like I, like has written a lot of stuff and he's also an administrator apparently on wiki, on the wiki. Hmm. So wow, that his goals aligned, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, you can go check it out on, on the on the wiki page, uh, or you can check out a reading of it. Uh, and we'll just dive into the narrative, into the uh, the rundown. So this guy Evan goes on a hiking trip into the uh, Gila. Is it Gila or Gila? Because I know the Gila monster is spelled Gila. I don't know. So they go to the Gila <laughs> National Parks uh, with his brother, uh, Ian, and his girlfriend, Jessica, and their friends, Oliver and Amy. Um, specifically, Ian and Jessica's friends, not really Evan's friends. Um, he's doing this to help his, with his social anxiety and introverted tendencies. Um and also to try and, like, because he apparently had a, uh, a bad, like, freak out at work and so that. So he's trying to get some, uh, go out to nature and, like, get calmed down and stuff like that. Uh, so they start uh, from the Gila Cliffs, uh, cliff dwellings, and plan to hike uh, a looping trail that, while closed, um, because of, like, they just, because of a storm or because of a, was it, was it a storm or was it like, just like a landslide thing or something like that? Or like, um, it just hadn't been maintained? It just hadn't been maintained. Okay. Just, like, they hadn't cleared the trails. So That's what it was, There yeah. wasn't any way to tell that you were on the trail. Gotcha. Other than you're walking in a general direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they decided to follow this trail that even though it hasn't been, it's been closed to the public, um, they're still going to use it because it's a, it does the full loop and uh, they'll be able to use it to get back to their car by the, by the end of the weekend. Basically a weekend warrior kind of trip. Um... Uh, oh yeah, so uh, it's awkward goings, but otherwise all right. Um, at the first day, uh, although that night uh, Nadir uh, asks Evan to help find her lighter, and also, uh, but Evan just goes to bed, and he kind of feels bad about that in the morning because he uh, hears from the other guys that they heard yelping and uh, animal noises in the in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, uh, more howling, uh, and then nightfall. Nightfall, uh, and then at, during nightfall. 
when Jerry asks to check the map as everyone started hitting the hay, um, Evan lets, uh, lends, lends him the, the map to, uh, to check it for, uh, to like, replot part of the course so that they can check out this cool wellspring. Um, and takes it out of, and basically takes it from Ian's pack and just lends it to him. The next morning, Ian couldn't, uh, can't find his uh, map, and when Evan explains Jerry, they realize they had just lost the map to a complete stranger that Evan just gave to, um, even though Jerry thought he knew, knew the guy. That day's hike uh, was bad, with Evan feeling like shit, uh, and Lucas looking really shaky. When Evan asks what's wrong, with, uh, Ian reminds Evan that Lucas has multi- uh, multiple sclerosis, sclerosis, and uh, this is, was likely his last hike. When Evan tries to apologize, Lucas reveals to be a, mo- a misshapen humanoid monster of flesh and loops into the woods with a creepy gait. Uh, panic time! <laughs> <laughs> um, the group realizes that monsters have been infiltrating their, uh, their ranks, um, basically insinuating, like, kind of like getting into their heads and making them think that there's an extra person among them when there shouldn't be, using some kind of supernatural powers of suggestion and human mim- and some kind of limited human mimicry, although it gets better at, it seems to be getting better as they get more exposure to the, the group of people. Mm-hmm. Um... Another day or two of the group trying to escape the woods and the creature in, the creatures infiltrating their ranks before they realize it and have to chase them off. Um, that night, Jessica comes uh, comes oh comes out to keep Evan company on his watch, and after telling her about his breakdown at work and his secret love for her, they cheat on Ian. Um, it's not until the morning it's discovered that Evan was duped by the monster and everyone's backpacks have been taken. Um, basically one of the monsters mimicked, became fully like a Jessica mm-hmm. and tricked him. Uh, a few more days and on top of feeling even worse emotionally, uh, the group is now suffering from dehydration uh, as the monsters seem content to just stalk them and waiting. Um... At some point, after Ian drops his walking stick, Evan thinks that he is one of them, uh, gets the walking stick, and basically is about to brain his own brother when he realizes that um, it's just dehydration that's making him act funny. Um, this death march goes on for until Evan real- uh, sees Hope uh, in some trail markers that uh, basically point them to the end, like to where their uh, car is parked. Um, and then he also realizes that there's another monster infiltrating the ranks, and he confronts it. And it becomes basically his girlfriend, Heather, that has he never had. Um, and just as it seems, Evan is going to give in to the, uh, the, new, the new implanted memories and whatnot. Uh, or, like, struggle with, like, is this real or is this fake? Am I been hallucinating the whole time? And, like, um, he basically smashes her over the head and just starts and just beats her to death with the walking stick. Um, all the while... Uh, basically still having these, like, broken... Uh, these, like, uh... Or she's her saying through a broken face uh, that she loves him, and memories flooding into him about their life together. Um, they escape as other monsters drag the body away and find safety. Um, though the group is shaken but safe, even after months since the event, no one will talk to Evan about the hike or the monsters. So he vents this account to the internet, basically, um, and his feelings of himself on lo- uh, on the uh, on the story, as he doesn't like the person he's he is, uh, even if it was a monster in disguise and inserting false memories into his mind, 
what kind of person is he that would face such a lo- like such love from someone and still kill them? Mm-hmm. Like he's left with doubt of like what kind of person he is. Like to 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 have that like have those memories and stuff like that. Have that person right there, like basically trying to calm him down, and then he still just, just like takes her down, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of the story, basically. So my thoughts on this one. Um, so first off, yeah, this is a uh, so halfway th- so about. About mid, about a quarter through the story, I realized that it was uh, the story was actually a Skinwalker story, um, or at least that subgenre of creepypasta that is Skinwalker stories. Um, and actually, I think those were probably one of the first ones I actually one of the first creepypastas I came across when I was uh, in college. Uh, one of my buddies at college like show, started showing me like sc- creepy stories that he'd find on 4chan's like uh, paranormal threads. Uh, and they were almost always, like, skinwalker stories. And they always had, like, the same kind of tropes. Um, like, group goes into a into a, a national park or into the woods for camping trip. Um, group gets infiltrated by monster, by a monster. By, like, it, either the, either somebody goes off and, like, comes back acting weird. Or, some, or suddenly there's just an extra person that they... The story tries to, like, oh, no, they've always been there. And then reveals, like, oh, no, then somebody, in, one of the characters realizes they haven't been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, they become a monster. Usually there is an attack or they try, uh, the, the group tries to flee. And then sometimes they escape. But then uh, the, by the ending of it, um, you're left with that kind of a zinger of, like, oh, shit, I think one of the people that escaped with us is, is actually one of them. Um, so that's kind of this, like, it, it's the, it, they, they usually follow the same plot points. Mm-hmm. Um, and about yeah, so so about that point, like about quarter into the story, I was like, oh wait, they're in the they're in a, uh, the New Mexico uh, National Park. It's Skinwalkers, <laughs> and then I realized what Fleshgate was a reference to because it's Fleshgate, as in flesh gate G A I T, which is just another word for locomotion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I actually uh, uh, privy to this to this recording. I actually did talk to my buddy uh, from college who's who's into like the. The, the more of the, the the spoopy stories you get online uh, with the Skinwalker stuff or like paranormal investig like more like kind of rooted like in in like actual legend stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of where Skinwalker creepypastas come from. They actually come from the Native American folklore of Skinwalkers. Um, however, Fleshgate ones are apparently actually a sub sub genre of Skinwalker stories. There that are popping up where mm-hmm. um, they're not quite as like the uh, Skinwalker legends, but they're basically a, a variant based off of all the creep bosses have come out. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that and as far as and uh, I mean, I also did some other research because I realized at least back when when I was uh, in college and like first like finding out about creep pastas that there were a lot of Skinwalker uh, stories and I went on like Reddit and some of that and I found like there's like whole like sections like whole like um, whole uh, like what's Reddit no sleep like is that that like is that like a thread or is that like a topic line? Uh... Like I just the words not coming to me for like what kind of thing that is in, on the fo- on their little, on their uh, their boards. Yeah. Is that a channel? Ah, uh, well, subreddit. Yeah, subreddit. Yeah, there's actually a whole subreddit for Skinwalker stories. Um, in the like near the no sleep stuff. Um, so yeah, so for yeah, so about halfway through, I'm like, oh, it's a Skinwalker story because they're in there, and and I should have been clued on by the fact that they're in New Mexico and they're going out to a national park. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I, about halfway through, I realized, oh, that's why it's called Flushgate. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a little bit of my backstory on, or my like my research on it, or my like previous um, 
uh, connect or previous uh, relation to like these kind of stories. Um, as to the story at hand, it does follow some of the tropes of Skinwalker stories, like the group goes in the woods, group realizes they've been infiltrated, group escapes, but the monster might still be among them. Although with this one, it's more or less um, I'm we're kind of left off to kind of wonder if the character did actually kill his girlfriend and that the monsters have actually been trying to transplant that there was no fifth or sixth person among them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, grammar-wise, there's a lot of run-on sentences. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them. <laughs> um, yes. And I was like, I, I sent Mikey D. Stands for Evil a message uh, when I read this one. Basically, he's like, oh no, the, you guys are rubbing off on me. I'm starting to I'm starting to see all the all the all the run-on sentences. <laughs> no. Um, I do have also some other problems with the actual like uh, story itself. Um, so here's a quote: It growls, hisses, and snarls. It doesn't talk. Both Nadia um, and Jerry spoke fine, like yeah. for day one. Yeah. So why can't the one that's right beside, that was talking to them or like that was walking among them? Yeah, even like the night. Of the event, uh, like yeah, like Jessica, like uh, comes out and basically like hooks up with, yeah, <laughs> with uh, yeah. this creature's hooks up with uh, Evan um, as a tricking factor. Uh, yeah, like oh, and we're left off like yeah, the thing that yeah, I think I touched on that. Anyways, moving on. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, the other one, I, the, some other stuff oh. I had. Hmm? Oh, basically, what yeah. you're saying is that the they spoke perfectly fine until you get to Lucas. It's multiple, <laughs> multiple sclerosis, but that's because and like they, but because these things seem to have some kind of supernatural, yeah. like psionic, or some maybe it's like some kind of psychic ability to like read minds because they basically pulled that from Evan and um, uh, Evan and Ian's mind because their mom was uh, suffered from multiple sclerosis. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's sort of yeah. like well, they can speak perfectly fine English. Why all of a sudden does my only thing I can think of is that. It's harder to mick uh, a full human when there's multiple people around. Because in the cases of Nadia, I think it's N- Nadia, yeah, Nadia and Jerry, um, it was just and Jessica even. It was just talking yeah. to Evan, and Evan was the only one awake. Whereas yeah. when they're when it's among them, like it's basically the best it can do is just kind of like be quiet and just appear human. Yeah, well, and it sort of makes sense because it's like, well, you can only really affect one person's mind at a time. Yeah, in that regard. To but it was getting until it was getting better, basically until yeah. it was adapting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so another thing I had was uh, as we walked, we could hear the sounds of distant animals yelling and calling out to each other. I'm pretty sure that has to be that has to be distant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how? Uh, here's another one. Uh, how many of us are there right now? And how many does your car sit? Pretty sure there has to be here. Um, actually, I went over this one a couple of times because like, how many of us are there right okay. now? Yeah. And how many does your car? How many? Of yeah, us are uh, here yeah, right now. Yeah. How many does your car fit? But it could so... go either way, I guess. Um, well, another... How many people are there? Right yeah. Now? Are there yeah. right now? And how many? Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess it could go either way. It's just kind of a weird. It just comes a little, off a little bit clunky. Yeah. Um, the thing writhed on the ground on its back for a few seconds, making it that pitiable noise before it's before it reached back and its arms and pushed itself upright, its hands and this ball. Wow, this thing is just... Oh, okay, I gotta reread that. Hang on. <laughs> the thing writhed on the ground on its back for a few seconds, making it making that pitiable 
or pitiable noise before it reached back with its arms and pushed itself upright, its hands and the ball of its feet. I think it's missing a word between upright and its hands. Maybe on. Also, yeah. this is just a really clunky Ron sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That I just like, I was like, ah. Uh, the idea of, uh, yeah, I think I have a few more, but I'll get on them in my notes as my notes go through. Because um, I basically, like, as I was reading the story, I was taking down notes, basically, for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of this of these supernatural entities being wrong and creepy physically because they're of their human diet. Um, and using the mad cow or cannibalism symptoms uh, is a really neat idea to me, like to help and helps mm-hmm. kind of give some grounding to the supernatural reason, like or like the, the supernatural creepiness. Like they're not, they have the supernatural ability of like the like psychic abilities, like to, because they need to eat, mm-hmm. um, or basically that's how they like start their prey. But they're actually like deformed and misshapen um, further because of their diet, like because mm-hmm. and it's, it, they act like 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 us, like victims of mad cow or cannibalism, mm-hmm. like when cannibals eat human brain or even human meat eventually you start getting like the shakes and shivers basically mm-hmm. um so i liked that like they kind of gave some grounding to like some e- some monster ecology basically that was grounded in semi real life it helped to like ground the rest of this fantastical supernatural event or event um the whole jessica at night trap uh i saw a mile away uh as i read the as i read the events going on and yet, I really enjoyed reading it. Still, like it's that it's that moment um, I get when I read or when I watch a, mo- a horror movie, and there's something that the character obviously is, or like her character should know, but you're just not seeing. But the, as an audience, you know that so that that person or that thing is something that character is getting duped by the monster or, so, or is going to die mm-hmm. soon, and so you're just like enjoying the ride of, as it just goes pl- basically goes headlong into its own doom. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I got. So, so I, I kind of still, even though I saw it coming a mile away, I still enjoyed the read of it mm-hmm. because it was that that kind of creepy, not not quite creepy, but like that moment in a horror story where you know that you know more stuff about uh, the about the event that's going on than the character does. Yeah. Um, uh, when Oliver catches up to Evan and notify to notify him about the infiltrator. Um, this came to my head. I, I know. I know this. This Evan is the main character uh, of the story, but in the story, he's not the leader of this group. Like his brother Ian is. So and it has and Evan's been fucking up the whole basically the whole time mm-hmm. in terms of like like losing the map and losing and like failing on his uh, on his um, uh, failing on his uh, watch and like. Um, Oliver even like ch- like yells at like has an argument to him to the point where mm-hmm. Evan starts crying. Mm-hmm. So why would Oliver go to him to tell him about the monster? Like I could see it like Evan like sees Oliver go up to Ian and like whisper something that he can't hear, and then Ian reacts to the uh, like finds the monster, and that's how it would play out. But like it just seemed kind of weird that like Evan is getting the information to take care yeah. of it. Like when he's not the the leader of the pack, as it were. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, something I didn't see coming, um, all that much was, so the, uh, the, uh, the first time they realize that it's among their ranks and, uh, uh, they have to chase it off, uh, Ian goes after it with his walking stick and like yeah. kind of comes back a little bit later, doesn't say anything about the event and then move, and it just goes on. And, uh, so from that point on, I was thinking that it had been, it, he had been replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end, when we get, uh, when he's about to like get his like brain basically by his brother mm-hmm. and then you realize, he realizes it's his brother's fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, so that's a red herring. Good job, boy. Hey guys, I didn't, I, I was expecting you to, 
uh, to basically like to have it turn out that Ian was one of the monsters the whole time or had been replaced like a body snatcher <laughs> um, but it didn't happen and I was also really happy that he didn't die like he did because I would have expected it like I was like kind of like I was reading as I was reading it, I was like oh god don't don't kill him don't kill him because if because I was also at that point I was also oh shit no he's he's human Ian or Evan's gonna fuck up here and kill his brother and it's like I don't really want his brother to, for some reason like in my back of my mind as I was reading I was like I didn't want him Ian to die <laughs> so I was kind of happy that like the the author like refrained from actually killing the brother and said like have that what if moment like that kind of like uneasy like uncertainty moment with um, Heather like mm-hmm. at the end it kind of made the story a little bit made the end of the story a little bit better for me mm-hmm. um yeah, and in fact, at the beginning, I got the impression uh, everyone in the story was dead except for Evan because of the way he had written it at the beginning. Like you said, like basically, like he's like lost all his friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until the end I realized that um, what he was talking about was the friends that were memories, that, that yeah. were false memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because basically, yeah, the like, and again, like it's some, it's one of those things where like. You go into a story like you were told. We're given a little bit of an expectation, and then we realize, and then you get a little revelation at the end. It's like, oh, he wasn't talking about the, the people that went out into the woods with him. Mm-hmm. He was talking about all these fake, these false memories of people that he thought he knew and had had like, like basically social life with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ended up being monster, uh, just basically monster implantations. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. In the end, um, I keep wondering if. Oh yeah, this is a, sorry. This is a quote. Uh, I keep wondering or. In the end, I keep wondering if what I did was right, or <laughs> that's how it should have been said. What it actually says is, in the end, I keep wondering if what I did was I right. <laughs> I right. Um, that last I needs to go because <laughs> uh, it should be if what I did was right, not mm-hmm. what I write. Um, this was uh, yeah. So uh, otherwise, yeah, this was a deeper ending than I and plot than I was expecting. Like again, usually Skinwalker stories have a basic kind of a simple beat to them because they're usually only a couple paragraphs long and it's just like but who was phone <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. thing at the end like just for that zinger of like but who was the skinwalker like among us now mm-hmm. um but for this one like it actually tries to it uses the skinwalker concept or the 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 the, the, idea, the, the idea or the plot the narrative of the skinwalker story um and tries to like give us this like a, a story about suffering from social anxiety and paranoia, and also like man, uh, memory manipulation or memory loss, mm-hmm. because like these characters suddenly like have memories like having these memories of people like these creatures are fucking with them, but like the main character is already suffering from basically kind of a mental illness or social illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost for me it almost read uh, it almost reads and then past all the bad grammar and spelling and other flaws. <laughs> Like a movie screenplay, or like a like a like a movie rundown, basically, uh, or like the plot points for a movie. Like I'd like to watch this movie, this horror movie, because it kind of, or it's like it's the kind of horror movie I would I would watch, um, because it's got kind of the same beats as a as a, your standard like horror movie, or where they're trying to tell a different story with the trappings of a horror of like horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically my notes. Otherwise. Um, so, Mikey, East stands for you. What do you have? Um, well, just uh, going off of what you just said with the whole sort of this could be a movie type thing. I, I just the, yeah. the 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 biggest issue with that is names. Like, if it were a video, you would know the names of all 
five of the group of friends. Yeah. You would see their face, know who they are, and then and when then it comes to people. Nadia and uh, Jerry and Lucas Jerry and, and Lucas and all that, okay, yeah. you would know. But and that's, in my opinion, fine mm-hmm. for the audience to know that something's not right. Yeah, but the char- if the character doesn't know, that's fine, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, the, you don't lose a whole lot of anything with that, and that's sort of uh, brought to light with the whole Jessica situation, yeah. where you know it's another Probably, character yeah. that already exists, mm-hmm. but you don't, you're caught off guard because it's taken that form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like uh, yeah, the Yesica one's a lot easier to. I, I I get what you're saying. Like the Yesica one's a lot easier to just for a movie. Like if this was to become a movie or like be a movie or something like that. Versus like it's kind of harder to have like oh well yeah Jerry always existed or mm-hmm. Nadia existed and like and like yeah. for like for the, the audience to believe that. And whereas as a writing thing, it's kind of it's employed really. I think it's employed better as a. Uh, I do actually. I'm kind of jumping back, tracking back a bit. It is kind of done better in as a written form, like as a story, because it's kind of taking playing on that i that that uh, yeah. plot device or narrative device of yeah. like if a plane crashes in the on the border of Canada and the U.S., who are they buried the survivors? <laughs> like it plays off of that whole like that like wait like you to try to catch those like that the thing is like well yeah. wait where are these guys coming because they yeah. never actually say Oliver Amy's names until later on until in the story. later on so, so you, you don't think know it's not do you think Nadia is one of the friends exactly she, yeah you don't know who the other couple is yeah. essentially there's two names that you don't know yeah. And it's not until even like it's basically not until Lucas when you're like wait there's a there's a fifth person or there's a sixth person here, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that, so. the, 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 yeah the, the big character although you can kind of see I, I kind of like I kind of predicted like I kind of saw that Nadia was probably something off um, and Jerry to a degree because like Jerry like was like wanted the map to check out a detour and some of that and it's like it's kind of a it, at the very least, the well-used trope in movies, or in, in like, or, uh, as soon as I heard the map was like being given to somebody from like somebody else's pack, it's like, oh, we're gonna it's Blair Witch Project, we're gonna lose the map. <laughs> yeah. um, they're getting lost in five, four, three, two. Next paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, well, basically covering the names. That I know why he didn't. Tell us the names yeah, no, from the get go, yeah, because like, that's how we made it out. But if you already have the names, yeah, so yeah, names is one of my beefs with the like, because the characters find out, yeah, like right after, yeah. So at the same time, it's though, like of, it's it's it's. I still enjoy. I it, like the I like the, you like the reveal that yeah. oh something crazy is going. Yeah, on. like I like that. I like the <laughs> device it uses because um I like otherwise. Like you're either gonna go, have to be like I like the because it, it it adds itself to the whole idea of like the, these things are infiltrating your mind basically and making you think that there's another person there, uh, or that there's another uh, there yeah there's another character there that shouldn't be there that the audience realizes is supposed is not is false mm-hmm. but the characters don't um, versus or otherwise it's just gonna be oh well like uh, Jimmy went off for a pee and he came back sent, like acting weird, mm-hmm. um, and then it's revealed that Jimmy was replaced by a monster. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I can also see why it wouldn't be, uh, why you yeah. wouldn't like it. So. Yeah, yeah, well. It's it, kind of a quick reveal, but, like, at the same time, yeah. like, it's kind of, like, just, like, how, well, how else, like, how long do you want that to be prolonged? Like, yeah. Like, when would be a good time to prolong that until? Yeah. Well, like, it, well, it's just the, 
The quick reveal is fine. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if we already know the names yeah. of the five, and then it seems... Uh, and then he's nonchalantly talking to this sixth person, yeah. and then everyone has a realization, uh, there is no sixth person. Yeah, and that's the point and of the... Well, that would be fine, yeah. but, I mean, it's okay for the audience to go, who the heck is this person? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, you you can have that reader go, who the heck is this? And then a couple lines there's like, oh, it was a monster. <laughs> yeah. Like, so wait, but... I, I'm confused now. So like, you, you can do still do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have... I think liked it better if I knew who all the five people were rather than later on when it's revealed that it's Oliver and Amy. All right, fair enough. I, I disagree, but because I, otherwise I don't think that would work. Like, yeah. So, like, it, it would basically be the same issue of like, uh, if, like why this may not work in a movie. Yeah. Is because we know those characters already. So why are we? Where are these other people coming from? Like. Maybe you could do it like, oh well, my uh, the character may, like maybe it's mentioned that the character suffers from some kind of like hallucination, hallucinatory thing, like or something like that, where they think they they see somebody or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yes, yeah, just... sorry. <laughs> See, it, it really, I guess it's a like it's a matter of opinion, basically. Yeah, it's just something that annoyed me at the beginning, and then I I see it being used, and I understand why they did it. Okay, yeah. it just <laughs> all right. It's kind of like with me with the, um, uh, there was one, I think I said it earlier, uh, there was something that, like, I wasn't sure about, and then I realized at the end, oh, yeah, it was the, um, the, it was him talking about his friends yeah. that he had lost, yeah. and me thinking it was the, the people on the, on the trip, and I was like, actually, halfway through the story, like, about three quarters of the story, I was like, why hasn't anybody died yet? Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, it's revealed, oh, that's why, because yeah. he meant. And that was a good reveal. Yeah. Like, that you're led one way at the beginning and then it goes another way. Yeah, and it's like, the same thing with the brother. Like, you, we all, like, I, you also saw the sounds of it. Like, the when the brother went off and, like, chased the monster and you're yeah. like, oh, he's coming back as a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point, the uh, protagonist complains about being a fifth wheel. Yeah. And makes a comment about the fifth wheeled cars from the 50s. Yeah. I actually looked up a video on YouTube that was literally uh, named Five Wheeled Cars in the 50s. Oh my god. And it was pretty badass. <laughs> I must say. I may have looked at that afterward. I, did not, I just like, I kind of just like, alright, yeah, you're using an interesting analogy for for like the whole third wheel is, is bad and the fifth wheel is even worse. Kind of yeah. thing. But like, I understand where he's going, but at the same time, a fifth wheel was pretty the designs, are, the designs are kind of badass, guys. <laughs> they shouldn't have died out in the 50s. I, I know. <laughs> I, I can just imagine what you could do with that fifth wheel. <laughs> nice. Make parking a breeze. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. We're at the old thing with that when we're done. <sighs> also, you, the audience, check out that uh, YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the description below. Uh, okay. Uh, onwards. Yes. Uh, so, this uh, is something that I found, which is basically, uh, it needed a semicolon. The sentence started with it, and the previous sentence explained what it is, but we're already on a new sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
the example I have is, the path up to the mesa was agonizing for me, period. It seemed to never stop climbing up, and there was almost no shade to keep the sun from beating down on us. Yeah. So, very simple. Wow, that was actually, like, that's one of the few times when the story did not actually, like, turn that into a into an around sentence. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it, that, it had like, two sentences, but there should have been a semicolon yeah. instead of a period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there's another example of... Uh, it, where he ends the paragraph with the subject and then starts a new paragraph with it. Like, at this point, he's not referring to the monster, so it hasn't been defined as the monster, right? Yeah. So it goes uh, like this. So the end of the paragraph, at this point, a small part of me whispered something that has stuck with me to this very day. And then start the next paragraph. It intimated that they never really wanted me to come out. Oh, yeah, the, that was around the uh, time that was the when, break, he, when he found out about the breakdown. When he starts talking about the door. Yeah. Yeah. Was that brought up, oh, by the way, was that brought up at the beginning at all? The door? Yeah. Or uh, was it only brought up during, like, when they first start telling each other, like, um, awkward moments or something like that around the campfire? Yeah. And then he, like, brings up the door, and I was like, and I, like, I didn't yeah. go back and read the, the first couple of paragraphs, but I was like, wait, what's this door? Like, yeah, because yeah. he, he kind of just mentions it like as if we already know about the door. Yeah, well, he. But then we get it later, yeah. so it kind of makes it okay. He, he basically, when they're on the campfire, they're going over the awkwardness of the most awkward moment. Yeah. And he basically lies, not telling them about the door incident. Not telling them about a true awkward moment that he yeah, had. Yeah, his it's true. Kind of, because, <laughs> well, because it sounded like, I mean, he probably would have ended up bawling his eyes out because he would have basically told them a, like, Pretty sad, like, like sad, like, uh, like, and like, honestly, uh, but at the same time, like, I feel like, yeah, if he had told them, basically all the drama at the halfway point of the story would have been over, because <laughs> he's already told them everything, but that's, again, yeah. a part, that's one of his, his many flaws as a character, and that's, that's what makes him interesting, is that he yeah. was, like, he does, he can't, he can't bring himself to tell the truth, uh, like, like, to, like, real, reveal something, like, to such a large group, because he has anxiety issues and paranoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's sort of the situation where, well, the door is essentially, do I be social or do I not be social? Yeah. And he has social anxiety, so he doesn't be social. Yeah, so he just walks away and then he starts freaking out, or starts basically guilt-tripping himself. Yeah. God damn it. Somebody's still here? Yep. <laughs> I saw them walk by. Oh, really? Oh, and they're going... Oh, okay. <laughs> <gasps> Flushgates, they're all over us. <laughs> um, so, where was I? Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Anyway, th this sentence uh, confused me a moment I had to reread it. It's when we have Lucas. Yeah. So, Lucas growled at me the instant I took a step forward and dropped to a hunched position. <laughs> On his <laughs> yeah, hands and feet. As soon as, as, soon as, as, soon as you read that, I was like, oh, that sounds like he jumped towards it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, Evan was the skinwalker the whole time! Yeah, exactly. I was but like, who was phone? <laughs> What's um, going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like it's very similar to that instance I had with the um, it like cr does that crab walk the way that the person tries to describe that crab walk and it's like, mm -hmm. oh my god, just the way that was that's that it's just clunky, <laughs> or just mm -hmm. is missing like some 
punctuation or uh, some words, that, some proper words for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, later in the story, uh, it's revealed that there's a something walking behind them, right? Yeah. And to look at it through their peripheral vision. Yeah, because that seems to be another way that you can like figure out what, that there's something wrong rather than because if you yeah, look directly yeah. at them, it basically gets it's it yeah. it can glamour itself with psychic yeah. power. But it's thirty feet away. <laughs> You're looking through through peripheral vision, and you can tell that it looks like it's constantly shifting and rippling like bubbling plastic. Yeah, that like thirty feet away. Like, yeah, I'm trying to like. Look yeah. through the window right next to us, and yeah, not happening yeah. at all. I would not be able to pick up that much detail. Yeah, um, like that. Those are some eagle eye. Those are some eagle eye peripheral visions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, just think yeah. about it. Thirty peripheral feet vision, away yeah. through peripheral vision, you can't really make out. Details. You can make a blob. Basically, you can make you, a blob. You can see yeah. like you can see like basic sh- like the basic. Like you can see a human being, but you can't make out exact details. Like yeah, that. like again, like, bubbling because like that bubbling plastic is like those are small like bubbles and so that on a person like yeah. on a person's face. Yeah. So like no bigger probably than like a fingertip. Yeah, uh, essentially they should have. You'd see some kind of movement, like some kind of shifting on their face, maybe. Yeah, um, but that's about it. Uh, essentially, the author should have stopped sooner because. Uh, he states, in its resting state, its facial features appeared staticky. Yeah, that would have worked. Because again, like, like you could see some that there's something like blocking your like view of their actual face. Yeah. But like, yeah, to go further and actually describe it like plastic, it just like visually it makes it, it works. But like as a narrative thing, it doesn't make any sense like logically mm-hmm. because humans don't have that great peripheral vision. That's why it's called peripheral vision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I found a lot of, well, a few words that I didn't know the meanings of. Oh, yeah? Was one of them uh, ersatz? Yes! That's actually, we brought that up in um, uh, one of our other, I think it's ersatz, or it's either ersatz, is it ersatz, is it, or is it, have you heard of ersatz? It's ersatz. Is, there's ersatz, no is ersatz the same thing as ersatz? I don't know. Quick editing thing, I'll but, just look that up, because, um, oh shit, somebody... Told me, um, Ursats, um, I believe we had in another episode, and Doctor Leviathan actually had a real kick of it because it was one of the few. It was actually one of the few times he's ever ever heard it in a story. Yeah. He's really excited. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was actually I, I heard that one, but I was like, I, I, I actually I, I can't remember what the freaking definition for that word is. Do you have it? Yeah. It, yeah, it's an artificial substance or article used to replace something natural or genuine, a substitute. Oh yeah, that's the yeah that was yeah. what it was then because yeah that's how we, we described yeah so the word yeah it's it it was kind of a fancy word yeah but there's not a lot of them in this story like it was kind of uh, so I mean kind of take it with a grain of salt I mean also like it's good to have that like like to have your like a, a wider vocabulary but yeah like I, I as soon as I heard it I saw it I was like the only reason I knew like really what that word was or like vaguely was because we had had it in the show yeah. before and another one here is. Uh... Emaciated. 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 You yeah. know what that is? Well, uh, I did, <laughs> didn't know what it meant, but it huh. helping my vocabulary. Right? Yeah, that was uh, actually it's uh, abnormal thinness caused by lack of nutrition or by disease. Yeah, it's so, actually um, like the reason I like I know of it through like again, well, through horror movies and stuff of like that, or through horror stories, but also through like because um, that's usually what how they like describe like 
uh, hunger victims, basically, like, uh, when it comes to, like, stuff, uh, when articles and stuff about, like, Africa, um, or, like, third world countries where they, people can't eat them much, they, they end up being emaciated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that one's a little bit more common than ersatz. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the, the first one that I found was, uh, Maudlin. Yeah, I wasn't Which... sure if that was a misspelling error or not. No. That's actually a word? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Here's the quote. I'm sorry for being maudlin and bringing everyone down. Yeah. And maudlin means self-pitying or tearfully sentimental, often through drunkenness. That kind of works for that story. All things considered, that actually is an an accurate word for that uh, sentence, then. Or for that that paragraph, even. Yeah. Because he's basically, like, in... Like, sad reminiscence. (laughs) And also rambling a little bit at that point. Uh, And, yeah, so it's just... All of the... Vocabulary has been <laughs> up to a notch. Yay! And uh, I also didn't know intimated is to indicate or make known indirectly, hint, imply, suggest. Yeah, intimated I've heard before. It's not a common word, but it's it's one yeah. of the, it's, it's more under uncommon than rare, mm-hmm. like use. Yeah. And then uh, my other comment here is about the monster mm-hmm. and how... The uh, the protagonist sort of assumes that it's there to eat them. Well, yeah, but that's. <laughs> I mean, but that, it, it's kind of a safe assumption. Oh shit! Hang on, we're just gonna wait for that. Wait for him to walk back. Just walking back. For the audience at home, we're, we're hiding from <laughs> skinwalkers right now. <laughs> Actually, I guess up here would be Wendigos. The, yeah, that's just something I'll bring that up after, like during the end part of it, because. Anyways, what were we just talking about? The monster. <laughs> monster. Eating uh, people. Right, yeah. Um, it, to me, it kind of made a little bit more... It, it kind of makes sense for, like, the situation they're in, because they're in a place... It's it, Gila National Park mm-hmm. is a pine... It's basically a cedar forest, but it's also near, like, mostly desert. Like, it's it's in, like, the southwest uh, of the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in New Mexico. So... I kind of when anything anything that's like stalking you in that kind of environment is probably stalking you for food or because you're prey. <laughs> However, by the end of the story, I'm I was actually left unsure because honestly it felt like these guys are just lonely. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just they're looking just... for love. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah, like that's that's kind of it like you could have had a, a skinwalker girlfriend. <laughs> like uh, what if it's a skinwalker succubus and they feed off of love? Yeah. Like it's emotional, va- or like psychic vampire kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like and yeah, like I, I don't I don't hate that idea either. It's just because of the whole like, um, like where it's situated, like folklore wise. Um, it we tend to lean toward like food because these creatures are usually like the creatures of folklore in like south and like of that like the skinwalker or the wendigo up north are cannibals. Basically, they're meat eaters. They're, they hunt human flesh for human flesh. Um, I guess it's the same as like a, a werewolf kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I like the, the idea, like the end, because you, you, it does kind of hint that it wasn't actually stalking them for food; it was stalking them be, for companionship, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's kind of you kind of get a sad like feeling for the monster, like as a reader, not just yeah. the the uh, the person who killed the guy, because for some reason when they when you do harm to them, you get like uh, emotional feedback at them, like back at you, like a like you you feel pity um, because they've inserted that into your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have to touch on that later, like after you're done your notes, because there's I left something out of my notes that I wasn't quite sure fit, but I, it's nitpick at best. But anyway, sorry. 
continue. Yeah, and then you could, if it is going for love, yeah, then theoretically it could target couples. Yes, yeah. in which case the brother and, and potentially were maybe Oliver and Amy. Well, potentially Amy because we hear about Oliver a lot sooner and yeah, stuff like that and like well, at like least Amy one of the, one of them. If one of them was replaced, and actually, then it's it feeding like, off the love of their mate, essentially. Yeah. And then because there's this fifth wheel, someone who doesn't have anyone... That's why it becomes Heather, basically. Be- it becomes Heather because it's already fed off of him by pretending to be Jessica. And now has, like, kind of, like, figures out, like, what he needs, what he wants. Yeah. And actually, I like that, like, I, again, I like that as a monster, cre- like, a concept for it, like... Yeah, it's kind of creepy, like, but it's kind of also kind of a neat idea as a as a supernatural monster. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of breaks the mold again, like, because like I said, um, a lot of these monsters, at least in folklore, that or that are derived from like a folklore monster, they tend to be just predatorial when it and like they they feed off of like su- like uh, tangible substance like flat human flesh and so of like that. Whereas I think it's interesting to kind of switch that up a notch. And have it be like it's actually like feeding off of your emotional state, uh, or like, like the uh, basically like the ner- like uh, like kind of what's the word um, euphoria mm-hmm. is basically what it would be. Yeah. Uh, it feeds off of euphoria or like what the concept of lo- or like companionship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's basically a symbio. It, it, it would either be a parasitic or symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that it forms with you, like a succubus or an incubus. Yeah, and in this case, it would be easier to just sort of take the memories of someone and then plop themselves in someone else's life, and yeah. away you go. And like we've always known each other. <laughs> we have family now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then at the end, it was like, yeah, like I kind of felt sorry for the monster that he was killing because even if that wasn't like, even if that was like, it's kind of a lose lose scenario for Evan because like on the, on the one side, if you if that was the point of like like basically they were trying to like separate one of the char- one of the uh, the characters by basically imprinting that no she never existed and that there was a fifth wheel and basically Heather actually did exist as a human and basically he killed her and left them for them that's mm-hmm. kind of oh that's well, that's shitty because you basically just killed your girlfriend mm-hmm. um, and then if it's, on, the, on the other side though this if this creature was actually genuine in like trying it, it wanted to form this like companionship with you because that's what it feeds off of but it does it's not really a harmful or toxic relationship which it didn't seem like it, it, it was trying its best to be like as nurturing and some of that to him. It, again, loose, loose. I mean, yeah. yeah, you have a monster girlfriend, but you have a monster girlfriend. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it can assume a different. It can assume different. Wow. <laughs> like a form, like that's more appealing than its natural self. The, the thing is that yes, it can assume a different form, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't. It, it would just. That was... it, it would just give you memories in the morning of that great sex you had last night and not have to really, do anything. Horrible. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Wow. Yeah. So it's still a lose-lose situation. Yeah, it's really just a lose-lose situation. And that's the point of a horror story. That's the difference between a horror story and, a, and an urban fantasy or a modern fantasy story. Is that there's that scary or like sad, scary part of it, like or that darker turn to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else on that? Uh, no, no, that's the end of that. That was the last one? Notes, yeah. Yo, no, I was just going on basically repeating that, like, yeah, I like the idea of the, like, how we both found, like, like, we both found, like, two interesting, uh, like, ideas about, like, this, like, basically this story, like, helps to, like, build up the ecology of the flesh gate or the site or the skinwalker creature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not really much of a difference uh, in the two the two types of stories, except that one's a little bit more about the thing in, in, in integrating itself into. Uh, Actually, we've done we've done two stories like this before. Like, uh, a mouthful of pennies um, is uh, one that's very similar because basically one of these creatures infiltrate uh, infiltrates this small this this family of two, which is basically the dad and the son, and the son uh, uh, the dad basically uh, is the thing that's replaced. Um, and the son uh, basically smells or uh, smells copper in his mouth, um, and that's kind of the indicator. And it's the same thing. Uh, apparently, that's another that's another one of the uh, tropes or like another one of the the things that's brought up in commonly in some of these stories when it comes to like shape shifting creatures that infiltrate you in the woods. Um, and we also did one uh, the Anansi Goatman uh, story. Uh, which was basically a bunch of kids go out and uh, like North Dakota. I want to say North Dakota or South Dakota. I apologize. No, Al- it was Alabama, um, and um, somewhere in the Midwest, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or south of the Midwest. And um, they uh, they they keep realizing that there's somebody that's like, oh yeah, this guy's always been with us, or this girl's always been with us. And then like occasionally, the only reason they figure it out is that I smell cop. I, I smell copper, hmm. like the whole like blood thing. And that's kind of the, one of the hinting things to it. Um, so it's just like this is another one of those stories that kind of takes that idea, or like it's another idea for like the whole like skinwalker creature thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's actually, yeah, that's that's basically what I was going to say for that. Um, I have a slight nitpick that I actually took out of my notes, but I'm going to bring it up again regardless, um, if I can remember it. Uh, it was the only I took it out because it, I realized that it kind of makes sense at the end. So there's a part of the story, like a quote in the story, where, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to do a direct quote, I'm just going to paraphrase. Basically, it's like, try to envision uh, that, that moment when you, or that sound that uh, you get when you, um, when you accidentally step on your dog's tail, and it lets out that horrible yelling, yelping, uh, pitiful noise, and you feel really bad. Um, now, like, that, that's kind of what it was. Except, get rid of that noise. <laughs> and just take the emotion that you feel from uh, so that like and when I first read it I was like so I'm going to describe something of what it kind of sounded like now get rid of that sound because it sounded nothing like that but it was and then I was and then I was like what <laughs> and then I and then I read a little, and then I remember reading a little bit further the second time around and I was like oh but he's also trying like he's not trying to convey the description of the sound he's actually trying to convey the emotion that you get mm-hmm. from feeling pity for something that you've actually stepped on. Yeah, um, but when you first read that, it's like it's like wait, what? <laughs> Let me describe this sound and now then ignore then... it because it has nothing to do with what I just want to say, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically one. Of my, that's my, that's basically my one like yeah. semi like like the, the nitpick that I removed because I realized it wasn't really going anywhere. But it it merits fun. Like it merits uh, bringing back up because it was kind of just silly. <laughs> And it also assumes that the reader has stepped on the tail of a dog or knows what that knows sound is. A dog person, yeah, yeah. It, I, and like, yeah, like and they do. All, but at the same time, he also does describe like th- what, why that he's bringing that up, like using that as an example. <laughs> yeah, he explains yeah. the example more so in case you aren't a dog, uh, a lover, or like a dog, uh, a dog person. Yeah, because it would go the same way as a cat or like any animal that you have, mm-hmm. or if you accidentally like. Yeah, like yeah. If you step on a cat's tail, it's not gonna really meow you. It's just gonna bugger off. Yeah, and you're gonna feel <laughs> shitty because you accidentally stepped on your cat's tail. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So 
all in all for the story, um, it's got some meat here and there, um, like with the creature, like with, with conceptualizing the creature and then using the story of the Skinwalker or the Fleshgate as the as like a narrative wraparound for the story of like social anxiety and paranoia and stuff like that, which I it had a, it gave it a deeper meaning to at least that I like read into, and um, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to really see in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's just got to be prepared re- better. Mm-hmm. Like there are like to the writer, uh, like should the writer go back to the, like to this? Go go back like if he if they hear this and take anything from it. Um, like go back, take the story, and just get like go through it. Like have somebody look at it and edit it because otherwise, like the sto- like I, I feel like if, if the story got fully like re-edited, like like edited up, mm-hmm. um, like got rid of all the the issues, like maybe make some of the sentences a little bit less run on and stuff. Um, just all the simple stuff that we always come up, we always bring up on, on the show. This has a lot of promise first as an actual story. Because mm-hmm. now that we're breaking into now we're going into recommendations. I want to recommend it, <laughs> but because it's 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 a Skinwalker story that I haven't that I haven't completely heard of all like all like um like already heard of a hundred times. It ha- does follow the same kind of tropes as a Skinwalker story, but it does something more with it. But the other problem is, or but the problem is, is that it the run on sentences with the grammar, um, the story as it is. I'd only tentatively recommend if you're a fan of Skinwalker stories and your bar for reading creep bosses is, is moderate. Um, because otherwise I can't recommend it because of the, the ed- like you need to edit this. I would fully recommend, like recommend the story if it got a full edit and like all the errors were removed and all the, like the grammar was done up and stuff like that. And like some of the, some of the sentences were reworked to be simpler. So and they're not as clunky, but yeah, because it has like such simple problems that need to be fixed. For me, it's I guess a tentative recommendation because I want the sto- I like the story. Like I like the plot. I like the I, like the ideas that are brought forth in the story. I don't think it actually. I don't know. I was actually looking. I was trying to look at it. It didn't seem too rushed. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like words. <laughs> yeah, like it kind of. I, I'm, I was actually kind of glad. Like at the at the beginning uh, when the monster like kind of just like, when Lucas basically like becomes a monster, it mm-hmm. kind of just like door down and suddenly we're, now we're into monster mode. It kind of had the same like pacing or the same like uh, feel or the same like speed as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep using the horror movie analogy, but that's because it kind of feels like a story that is like like a, a novelization of a horror movie mm-hmm. um, or a write up of a horror movie's like plot. Uh, and I think that's why also one of the reasons I like it is because it kind of treats itself not as just a oh god skinwalkers are infiltrating us we gotta run it actually kind of takes its time and gives us some information about the characters and like gets us to like the characters and then gets us to hate some of them and feel for this guy's plight uh, as being a socially awkward uh, paranoid uh, person um, and then yeah and then we have monsters <laughs> so yeah tentative recommendation for me uh, the review cultist but Mikey let's hear your recommendation I, I'm actually going to recommend it. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, that being said, it may very well be because it's my first Skinwalker. Yeah, you weren't. One guess, on yeah, the you, show. Weren't, you weren't on there for Nancy or for Anansi's uh, Goatman or uh, Mouthful of Pennies. So yeah, and it it doesn't fall into the whole trope where people die. 
That's true, because, yeah, I was actually surprised that no one died. Except too. for the monster. And then it can be argued whether or not that was, a, was monster. a monster. or not, because, again, like... Um, like the other characters, like it's like what the hell, dude? And he just moves, like moves forward, like we gotta yeah. go. And then, like, so you're not sure, like, they, and they never really bring it up again because then no one wants to talk to him about about the events again. Yeah. So you're not sure if he actually like made basically sacrificed his girlfriend to the monsters so they could escape, mm-hmm. or just basically killed one of the monsters. And while well, they were still under the influence of of the monsters, like thinking it was a person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, uh, I'm glad that this is your first one because we have a couple more on the uh, in, our, in the roster for because uh, at some point either in the next couple of episodes we're going to be doing uh, Skinwalker and Skinwalkers, um, which are from the Creepasta wiki site. Oh, <laughs> basically. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the yeah, just because uh, I realized that we, it's one of the things that we actually haven't done a whole lot of Skinwalker stories, um, and this one like I didn't realize was one until we brought it up, um, or until it was like basically presented in the story. I was like, oh shit, and I, I was like, okay, well you know what, Skinwalkers are kind of, Skinwalker subgenre is kind of a at least as far as I can tell or to me, uh, uh, to my knowledge is a fairly common creepypasta genre. So we should have some a few Skinwalker stories presented on the show more than just the ones that aren't aren't just directly called Skinwalker stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, but as your first inter- like basically first preview into Skinwalker stories, this one wasn't bad. Yeah, it, when you take all things into consideration, it was a relatively enjoyable read. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of hard to find when it comes to creepypastas. Yeah, um, like there's flaw. They're they're flawed, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> so, um, all right. I guess that's this week's episode. So, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, uh, leave a comment in the comment section below wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're both on on. We're both on uh, Twitter at East Ends for Evil for Mikey and Review Cultist for Review Cultist. And uh, you can send us a rating or review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. Uh, you can check out the title cards for each episode on Tumblr at crazonstudios.tumblr.com or um, on YouTube uh, with the with the video uh, versions of these episodes. Uh, basically, just a title card with the uh, the music or with the with the music, a title card with the uh, audio um, uh, attached to it. Uh, for your YouTube goers. And, um, yeah, you can send us emails. Go to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like to s- discuss on the show. Hey, if you have some Skinwalker stories that maybe break the mold, like kind of like Flushgate does, um, send, us a, send us a few suggestions. Uh, you can also support us. Uh, go to Patreon and look up Aldente Rigamortis. We have, depending on the tier of uh, patronage you go on, we have uh, back or behind the scenes uh, content, uh, extra episodes that don't get aired on the main show, uh, actual plays of games that we that that uh, we've run based in basically a creepypasta world, uh, and early access to episodes uh, at least a couple of days uh, ahead of schedule. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. 
And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. I chose the t- I chose it because of the title. It's called Fleshgate. However, it's not what you think. It's actually a Skinwalker story. So it's a, a story about that. So let's 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 back this up. Like five <laughs> it's not exactly what you think. Fleshgate. It's about a Skinwalker. Yeah. Like now, okay, Skinwalkers so, I've met in my time <laughs> result in one of two problems: <laughs> Skinwalkers internally or Skinwalkers externally. <laughs> that just you know. Why do you to rethink what yeah. we're discussing here? Uh, let's put it out there, Fleshy. Yeah, no, I know. Sounds like a porno to me. <laughs> Get a lot of porno. Let's let's call us let's call a spade a spade. <laughs>